Hey, 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 this is Ashley. And this is Jill. And we're here to help you boost your life. We will be showing up to support, guide, and encourage you to love every part of who you are. We want you to embrace and acknowledge where you're at now so you can take action, learn, develop ideas so you can continue to grow and become who you want to be. Together, Jill and I will dive into the power of positivity and help you connect to your thoughts so you can take control, form productive habits, and be the best you you can be. Believe you can. And you will. Who do you love? (laughs) I'm so excited to be here today. I am too. And today we are going to be talking about a topic that um, is so important, but it's something that you might not think about every single day. We're talking about self-love and self-compassion. That's where that whole who do you love thing came in. As Jill said, this is something that we might not think about ever or rarely, but it's something that's so important and it's something that can be so difficult to access within ourselves is really loving ourselves and treating ourselves the best that we possibly can. So our hope for you for today is to take away some tangible strategies to help you get in touch with who you are who you want to be, and really just how you can love yourself the best you can. Yeah, and I think that as a mom, it's so easy to put your love out to everybody else. And we want to know, are you on that list of the people that you love the most? And as Jill said, as a mom, but something about Jill and I, I'm not sure if we've shared in previous episodes, is we are both in helping professions. So by nature, we're helpers. We are in professions that are selfless. We're both um, mothers. Uh, We're both wives. And so the roles we've taken, we're siblings, we're daughters. (laughs) So the roles we've taken on are roles in our personal and professional life where we oftentimes put ourselves on the back burners or that's what we've kind of been conditioned to do just by the nature of the roles we have professionally and personally. And until we really started, or me I'll say, until I really started doing more self-growth activities like reading for personal growth, surrounding myself with people who I could share this stuff with and wouldn't make fun of me or think I was weird or corny and listening to podcasts and really reflecting. So there's things that I've done over the course of the past, you know, specifically two years of my life that have really helped me start putting others and society's judgments aside and help me really start seeing that until I start taking care of myself, I can't show up for those in my profession and in my personal life the best I can. And so I really want you to start thinking and reflecting on that too. Yeah, we hope that you can relate to this because like Ashley said, it's not something that we always think about. And when I started to think about this topic, I didn't start working on this until about three years ago when I really started to say that I need some time to myself. I need to be able to sit and think and, um, you know, 
give myself some time for what I need to do to help me unwind and and be better because I was literally my tank was was empty and I didn't know what I was doing wrong I didn't know how could I love myself more because I really wasn't treating myself the way that I wanted to treat myself because I just I I needed some strategies of how I could um you know love myself because I was just I was losing it <laughs> running on empty I was running not on empty. sleeping drinking yeah. caffeine just giving giving so much of yourself to everyone else that you weren't even thinking about probably I'm guessing you weren't even thinking about giving yourself strategies yeah and my my at that time my kids were very little and I was running on very little sleep if you mamas out there understand that of course you do um but I just didn't think that there was another second of the day to fill my cup and so I think what I really needed to do is was to sit down and think of strategies I needed people in my life that could help me and I really needed to dive in to who I used to be before I was feeling empty and how could I get back there what did I need to do and how could I love myself again more than you know what I was going through and I think so often you know we like I said our society we just go 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 when when we reach a certain age uh, I, I as a therapist even now I have you know young young women and young men in their early 20s and late teens who are already have so much on their plate they're working two jobs and going to school full-time and living on campus and worrying about all the dorms. So I just think in our society now too, we all we always go at a very uh, different pace. I currently, I have two jobs. I'm doing this podcast with, you know, so I could go on and on and I'm sure you could too. So if you're listening to this and you're feeling that you're running in a million different directions, that you're often forgetting where your keys are, that you're often feeling like you're surviving on coffee, that your nutrition's out of yeah. out of whack, that you're not sleeping well, that your your kids, if you're a, you're, you're you know you're a mama, are driving you crazy, and you just are like one step behind all the time. I feel that you know this podcast really is for you. We talk about the word compassion, and what does compassion really mean? So the definition of compassion is having concern with others' sufferings or misfortunes and taking action on that. So it's, you know, you're talking to your girlfriend and she's going through a breakup with her with her significant other and you're the one, you know, after soccer practice bringing them soup and tissues, right? So that's like showing compassion and that's you having an understanding of what others need when they're suffering or going through something. How often... Do you pause and reflect and think about being that friend to yourself? And until I heard that on a podcast myself about a year and a half ago, I was like, huh, that's interesting. I never really put that into perspective. So the word self-compassion is something so important and resonates so much within me because self-compassion means really having a concern for yourself and your own misfortunes and taking action on them. And so not just sitting there in self-pity and victimizing yourself and saying, wow, my life has really stunk. 
Um, And there can be a variety of reasons from anywhere if you've been abused or suffered an eating disorder to grieving and law and, you know, anything that has had a huge, tremendous impact on you um, to something that Jill and I are talking about where we're just feeling like our, our, you know, we're running on empty and our fumes are low, right? There's a whole gauge of what our sufferings and misfortune can be labeled as, but it's all relative, isn't it? And so if you're feeling like you're running on empty for whatever reason or reasons, have you thought about treating yourself and using self-compassion and self-acceptance the way you would to your closest friends? And if you haven't, I mean, we're really encouraging you to do so because until you can put your own stuff aside, and I think Jill can attest to this, we have stuff that comes up every day. If This is what I say to my boss. I say, if you make a thing a thing, it's going to be a thing. <laughs> and sometimes things are just things, but sometimes we can make them a big thing. Um, and until we're able to really sit with ourselves and be aware of what's in our own way, even if we think we love ourselves, right? So like I overall love myself, like me, Ashley. I think I'm a great person. I've come a really long way, but things come up for me and it's sometimes really embarrassing <laughs> and and I take it out on others. I mean, yeah, I mean, nobody's perfect. And right. exactly. it's so hard, especially if you have that expectation for yourself to do things the right way or the way that you want to do them all the time. And you don't forgive yourself when you make a mistake or you don't meet that expectation or you don't meet the standard that you want to hit. It's so easy to get so tangled up in all those thoughts and have have those thoughts make you kind of really mad at yourself and angry and then you don't you know, that perfectionism can be so hard. And hard to share. Like I said, like it's, it's embarrassing. Jill luckily is, is a friend and I have a network of friends now that I'm 36 where I feel comfortable sharing and being vulnerable and being, I'm okay being embarrassed. And the sense of embarrassment actually goes out the window because the people I surround myself with are like, what are you talking about? Like that's normal. But when you're floating these ideas of Um, all the mistakes you've made or you have these high expectations for yourself and you expect perfectionism and (laughs) I just caught myself off guard or I distracted myself because an example would be I'm like what has society done to my three-year-old child's brain so we're driving to the doctor today because my one-year-old is sick and my three-year-old says mommy why does everybody have all their St. Patrick's Day decorations out and we don't yet? And I started to talk and she said, you're not listening. Let me finish. (laughs) So then she went into this whole strategy of all these things we needed on or outside to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. My point in bringing that up is I was like, oh my gosh. Like at first I was like, it would have been really easy to be, oh gosh, I didn't do the St. Patrick's Day stuff yet. And feeling bad kind of about myself because I'm not providing like a happy, go lucky St. Patrick's Day for my child. I mean, it's March 3rd, folks. But but my point is, is right away, you know, in my own mind, 
I let that go and I was able to rationalize, wow, well, it doesn't mean I'm a bad mom or a bad person. And it may seem silly to some of you, but these are the expectations we hold for ourselves. And obviously when I had a conversation with my three-year-old, she doesn't expect things to be perfect all the time. But if I had an answer for her and an excuse, she would, right? So now this is the time I'm setting the foundation for my three-year-old. But also I'm, I need to also be able to be forgiving with myself and say, this is okay, that it, this isn't even something I thought of. <laughs> Um, but I think like Jill was saying, we hold ourselves to these sense, you know, the sense of perfectionism with, here's the key, without even realizing it until we're feeling really crummy about ourselves and we're eating that second sleeve of cookies or we're sleeping later or we're having more coffee or we're snapping at our child. We're like, wow, where is this coming from? Oh, it's our own disconnect with being our best self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and co- comparison is so huge. Huge. And it's so hard not to do because we all want to fit in. We all want to come together and do all the fun things. And it's so easy to compare ourselves. It's so easy to have judgments. But when you can reach that deeper level of self love, you can, it, you will begin to start letting those things go much easier and Mm -hmm. you'll be able to have less judgments because you're more um you know who you are and you are more comfortable with you and so that will bring out less judgments of others right yeah it's like a cycle really I mean when you're worried about the, about others, you lose sight of who you are and, and what is meaningful to you when you're worried about what others are thinking. When you're more worried about what you're, like, people look at selfish as being this awful word where it's, where it's not good to be selfish. But, you know, we're here to tell you that it's okay sometimes to be selfish and set those boundaries and limits with yourself. Because until you can put some of your own needs first and you can forget about uh, how you want to fit in with others and you be that leader and you be the one that fits in with yourself and rise to the level you know you're able to reach, others are going to come to you and say, wow, what does that person Mm -hmm. have? How is that person so joyful and happy? I want some of that, that. right? Yeah, so good. So, I mean, it's human nature to want to connect and fit in, but how can you use that to your advantage to be the person you want to be, the truest form of who you want to be and let go of the vulnerability? How can you not lose sight of what matters to you? How can you hone in on the things that matter to you and be more forgiving with yourself and more accepting of yourself and create more balance and more connection and give yourself grace and patience and all these things? Yeah, and I found that the more we can do that, the more we can dig in and you have to give yourself time. You have to give yourself patience. And the more that you can have that deeper level of self-love, you will begin to let go of others' opinions on mm-hmm. you as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, And it won't touch you. I mean, we are helpers. We want to, for me, I always want to be a people pleaser. I used to be a people pleaser. And I still am. Like I want to please everybody. But when I've come to terms of that deeper self-love, then I I know mm-hmm. that not everybody is going to love everything that I do. Mm-hmm. And that is okay. Mm-hmm. Right. 
a hundred percent agree. I feel like that's that deeper level. It, it, and touches on what I was saying. If you, the more confident you become in yourself and the more you start loving yourself and not in this like vain way where you're better than others in a way that you're just true to yourself and what you believe in, when you can reach that level of authenticity with yourself and be forgiving with yourself, those people that are judging you, you begin to realize don't matter anymore. They're background noise. You're not trying to act to fit in your with them you're acting to fit in with yourself and by default people are going to join you when you're living a life of patience and gratitude and whatever those power words are in non-judgment I really tried to not to not judge and you know these things come up we're humans right this is where we talk about that intention piece where we set these intentions because sometimes I judge (laughs) sometimes I snap at people like these things come up but that's where we set our intention and we reflect on how we want to be and how we want to show up it sounds so cheesy but really you are the only one holding yourself back and and Jill and I have learned that and we surround ourselves with each other because we lift each other up and we have a group of you know other women and men who do the same for us and I think it can be so empowering when you can really hone hone into that and really freeing and really just I think it goes back to to that forgiveness not that I'm sorry to be rambling on but we can when we can forgive Okay, so here's, I'm going to go back to this part of the forgiveness. And and today, I'm not going to go into the specifics of it, but I had like somewhat of an emotionally charging day for myself, but I was in my own head and I was home with my kids all day and they weren't feeling well. And, you know, before I got ready for this podcast, I had a little chat with Ashley and I said, hey, Ash, what would you tell Jill or Angela or Carrie or any, you know, some Mara, some of my other close, what would I tell them or my sister or my husband or my if they came to me with my issues? So Ash, if your closest friends came to you with the issues that you're having right now, what would you say? And so when I talk to myself, this sounds so crazy, but it worked. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> it works no, though. It's, it's so true. I did. I was like, hey, what's going on, girl? Okay. I gave myself advice, like to stop, whatever this is, just stop it. And I did it. And here I am like feeling so much more empowered and so much more confident because I was able to, to put some of that stuff aside, be forgiving with myself, reflect on my day and learn from it. And now I know that I can show up better for myself tomorrow. And then I can show up better for those around me. Awesome. No, but it, it does. It sounds so cheesy and corny and like, what you want me to talk to myself like yes like have you ever tried it like don't don't knock it till you try it (laughs) and that's in the thing that I I found oh the dog's coming down um the thing that I found is that I started to notice about the language that I was using with myself and was it reflecting that self-love piece if I was saying like I oh man so I I just this is a side note too. I had a tooth extraction and it was really hard to see myself in the mirror without a tooth. And, you know, I would start to talk to myself and say, oh, this, I look terrible. I, I can't go out like this. But then when I started to hone back into having self-love for myself, being accepting of who I am at a deeper level, it's not all about my looks. And I was able to 
let that go a little bit more. I was able to tell people about it. I was able to make jokes and laugh about it because really it's cosmetic. And it was, <laughs> I don't mean to cut you off, but I mean, honestly, just watching her story through the whole thing, like Jill, you could have been someone who hit it and no one really would have really known or made a thing of it. But not only did she embrace it and show courage and strength and self-love she rocked it and shared her story and shared some of her embarrassment about it and shared some of her laughter and own self jokes like it's been like so honestly inspiring and moving to watch because so many people would judge themselves and be so ashamed and jill really just rocked it and brought something that could really cause like i said if you make a thing a thing but cause self-doubt and self-pity and shame and all these negative feelings she really turned that into something positive and it really I think about it and it is one of it is such an inspiring story really so yeah the self-love you know is is real and it can be so helpful in setting that foundation so maybe we can go now to maybe some tangible takeaways that might be helpful All right, so we want to wrap this up a little bit, and I think that finding people, you know, to wrap this up, we want to have let you have some takeaways from this podcast. So we want you to think about the people who you spend the most time with. We want you to think about finding people that you can be truly yourself with, be, you can be vulner, vulnerable with, you can have, you know, who, who will understand you and you'll be able to share more about yourself so that they can help you lift yourself up because it's so hard to do it yourself. And if I didn't have my husband, if I didn't have Ashley, if I didn't have all my other friends supporting me while I was trying to love myself it's so it sounds so weird to say that but to to love myself again I think that it I don't know if I would get to where I am today so I want you to surround yourself or find people who you can trust and talk to them about this and I will say so I think this is still like a a work in progress for us too because if you've noticed and I'm going to call Jill out for a second here because that's what we do together but she keeps saying it's weird to say it and so if we tell ourselves it's weird to say it then it's going to be weird to say it and I think because this is the first time we're actually labeling it as something it's mm-hmm. making it somewhat weird to say it yeah. but it's something that we work on all the time so erase that weird to say it in from your head and let's make this a normal thing to say let's make it normal to put ourselves where first and use self-compassion and self-love and know that we're worth it right so maybe if we flip it like that it will feel better and more natural because this is the new norm loving yourself so you can love others your best the next thing I want to say is we're going to go back to setting intention which is something that we've talked about so going through your day it might take you know setting those boundaries for yourself in terms of putting yourself first. Am I taking care of me? Am I putting myself and my needs first? Is this circumstance that I'm in, Is the th- are the thoughts that I'm having, are the behaviors that I'm showing, is this situation adding to my self-love or is it taking away? And if there's some discourse or some disconnect and it's taking away, what can you do to have the control to change it? And that's part of setting that intention for the day is writing these statements down somewhere. You know, Is this circumstance adding or taking away and really reflecting on that throughout your day. 
and if I can go off of that too, is even our nutrition and our movement, are we doing those things? Are we fueling our body with things that are going to nourish ourselves or are we taking time to take care of our physical body so that we can love ourselves even more? Absolutely. That is so important. And I think that is so involved. And that's another podcast that we're definitely going to touch upon is how do you set those healthy routines without feeling overwhelmed? Because part of self-love is getting enough sleep and nurturing your mind and body and soul with balance and, and with love. Um, it, but it can be overwhelming to talk about. But hey, maybe that's the new norm too. And maybe it's not overwhelming. Maybe it's yeah. normal. <laughs> But um, I totally, that part is so important and that's something that we've also really been working on too. So, so far we've said finding the people you can surround yourself with that are going to bring you up, setting your intention and putting yourself in a situation or controlling a situation to add to your self-love. And uh, another thing that is so important is setting time for yourself where there's no electronics, where you're either journaling, reflecting, just quiet time. I wake up early every morning and sit by myself for only 10 minutes, sometimes 15, but usually only 10. And it really sets the tone for my day, right? We make time for our best friends to sit with them, to chat with them, to catch up with them, to be there for them. But do you set time for yourself to do that? Have a relationship with yourself. Get to know who you are. It is so important. And finally, last but not least, our last tangible takeaway is that we want you to fill your own cup and eventually you'll be able to overflow into everybody else around you and with love and compassion because once you start giving yourself more love and compassion, then you will start to overflow into everybody around you. And it's and that might sound like it won't happen, but trust me, once you start to fill out your own cup, your tank won't be empty anymore. We're going to give you more strategies about how to do this in future podcasts, but once you start to love yourself more, use the takeaways that we've given you, then it your love and compassion will be able to be shared more with others. Absolutely. It just happens where... Our love and compassion is already shared, but it's going to be so much more intentional and so much more positive. So we hope you got a lot out of this podcast. There were some distractions with my dog. And you may hear I am, I drink at like almost a gallon of water a day. So you may hear me pausing and guzzling a little bit in the background, but I don't think I'll ever change that unless, no, I just don't think I will. <laughs> I just love water and I can't go 20 minutes without it. Anyways, we hope that you found this engaging and fun and we want your feedback. So email us at boosterlifeready at gmail.com. Yeah, and we're still new to this. So please be easy with us. But we're so excited to bring you more content. And we are so happy to be here with you today. Believe you can. And you will. Woo-hoo. Have a great week, guys.